This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode where Terry and I want to talk to you about how mistakes are opportunities to learn. This has been one of the biggest learning things in my entire life, my entire adult life. Yeah. Like, I swear, I didn't really realize this when I was younger. I thought mistakes were like something that were like dreadful, you should hide from them, and from our last decade of practicing this work and becoming very involved in your infinite life, life coaching work, we really have been able to understand that mistakes are beautiful opportunities to learn. Yeah, no, it is wonderful. I loved seeing that that mantra also was hanging in um, Taryn, our third graders, like uh, class the other day too. Um, Yeah. Anyways, just a little side note. I love that that's um, being like, accepted as even a thought because I feel like that's a um generational thing too like I'm pretty sure that that statement wouldn't have been hung in a classroom you know 30 40 years ago yeah yeah exactly just such a different time yeah I love it so we're going to talk about three elements of this to help you really leave this podcast episode today feeling like you can embrace this in your home because I know it's easier said than done like (laughs) when your kid throws a baseball through the neighbor's car window or (laughs) when your kid, you know, pushes his sister and like bloodies his finger in a road rose bush. Have had that happen before. Yeah. (laughs) Like when stuff happens, like I get it. It's hard sometimes to be like, well, this is a beautiful opportunity to learn. However, once you become fluent at practicing what we, again, what we teach in the foundations course through our bonfire membership program, what we're going to talk to you about today, over time, it really does become a way of life where mistakes don't rattle you to your core and send you into this like fight or like flight mode where you're just like, that's it. My day's ruined. Life's horrible. My kids suck. Like, oh, like that feeling. Instead, you're sent into like, okay. It's a mistake. What can we learn? How are we going to move forward? All that, all that good stuff, which well, is way more empowering. Yeah, and it just gives them um, more of a toolkit on their on their own side to navigate life because nobody's going to be mistake free in this life. Yeah. And if you think about character building and about you know probably a lot of the people that you respect, I'm sure there is a fair amount of um, trials in their life that maybe just kind of like just happened to them. But I'm willing to bet that a lot of how they built their character was through what they did when they made a mistake and what they did next Yeah, was really, I think, you know, the, the character builder. 
So exactly, yeah. yeah. So let's. There's three points we're going to talk to you about today. Number one is the difference between shame and guilt. Number two is identifying the opportunity when mistakes happen when they come your family's way, and number three is de- de- deciding upon a teaching strategy. Okay, so those are the three things we want to talk about that make up a really healthy mindset and an ability to truly see mistakes as opportunities to learn. Okay, so number one, shame versus guilt. I love the subject. How many of you out there have read any of Brene Brown's books or watched? Now she has a Netflix special, so if you're not a reader, you can easily pop over and watch her Netflix special. Do you remember what it's called? No, but I loved it. Um, yes, I forget. I'll yeah. make sure we have Laura put no, in the show good. notes. And, and to all the guys listening out there, like if your wife's like, oh, let's watch this thing, you're, like, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Trust me, it's it's cool. It's good. It beats a, a rom-com any day. So, so <laughs> yes. don't, don't think of it as just, oh gosh. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, really yeah. good. Powerful. So Brene Brown is an incredible author. She's a researcher. Um, and she has done so much research about shame. And so like her books and just her teachings are so phenomenal because she phenomenal because she really has studied, like studied, research-backed study studies about the detrimental effects of shame. So I pulled up some of her explanations here of the difference between guilt and shame because she teaches us that guilt is actually can be healthy, it can be motivational, it, it can be good actually for us. It's kind of like a internally designed um, to, to benefit us, whereas shame is like very detrimental. She's proven through her work that it um, creates toxicity in lives, it literally destroys lives. So I'm going to read to you what the def- what she sees the definition as the difference. So she says, I believe that guilt is adaptive and helpful. It's holding something we've done or failed to do up against our values and feeling psychological discomfort. Beautiful, right? Like, like you steal something and then you feel bad about it. <laughs> You're guilty. Make amends. Go make it right. Like that's a Physiologic, physio, say that, babe. Physiological. <laughs> no, is that what it says? Psychological. I'm not reading. Right here, right here. Oh my gosh. Psychological. Psychological. Yeah. Okay, which is different than physiological. Yes. I Obviously, we're not. We're not doctors. Hey, <laughs> audience, I wasn't reading the paper. Once I saw the paper, I knew exactly what the word was. But isn't that a word? Phys- physiological. Yeah, it's different. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to look up the difference later. All right. Okay. Don't judge us, people. Okay. I know the You do know the difference? Okay, good, good, good. All right, so that's guilt. Now, shame, she defines as the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and therefore unworthy of love and belonging. Something we've experienced, done, or failed to do makes us unworthy of connection. I'm already getting emotional reading this because... I can remember times when in our own parenting journey where I've seen my kiddo experience shame and it was like, oh my gosh, all like quickly. I was like, we have, we have to stop that. Like we can't, we can't let her feel like that. Um, but, uh, and I'll, and I'll tell you the story. So, um, I think our daughter who's now 12 and just, gosh, one of our greatest teachers in life, Stella, she was probably... I'm going to say maybe six. And at the time she was, you know, from the age of 
If you haven't listened to episode one of the podcast yet, we talk about our journey, how we became um, so into this work, why I became a positive parenting educator, and a lot of it had to do with um, how hard it was for us to learn how to work with Stella when she was a toddler. So a lot of our stories about her, and she was just this incredibly... Um, spirited little one up until probably like six or seven, she started to kind of mellow out because we had also become fluent in working with her through this work. So I think it was about age six, she was still having some like, you know, explosive moments where um, we were becoming more confident with how to detach and just let her move through it on her own and then afterwards teach, right? So that's why we always, we help families say, Okay, you don't have to teach in the heightened moment. Make sure you're modeling self-calming. Once you know that your kids are safe, they're not going to like punch the punch a hole through the wall or, or like I don't know, do something crazy. Like you, we have to get our kids to a point where they are able to self-calm, where they're able to like get through the storm of emotions, get on the other side of it. That's where you can teach. So we were doing that one night, and we had chosen to go into our room and close the door so we wouldn't explode back or react. And, um, and it was hard. Like, I remember there was times when like she would keep pounding on the door or like you could hear outside, like just kicking stuff or yelling at the top of her lungs. And we had to become really good and hold the intention strong to model, um, acting with integrity to like really get ourselves to a point where we could see her, hold her in the light and, and help her see that she can get through this without anybody making her change, without anybody controlling her. And finally, she started to de-escalate a little bit. Ugh, this is so hard to tell. I don't know why. Do you remember this? And she yeah. she slid a note under the door, and she was like, I'm so sorry. She said, as, as, can you please just open the door, and then like you can do whatever you want with me. You can throw me in the trash can if you need to. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That was a moment where I could see this little girl was like, I am worthless. Unworthy of connection. I'm unworthy yeah. of connection. And that's when, like, we realized, like, hey, that is not why we're doing this. We need... And, like, it sent me into, like, a whole... I was so motivated by that to teach her. That is not the reason why we're sitting here behind closed doors. This is the reason. And, and it was... All of that teaching happened after emotions came down. And we were able to, like, really explain to her... The reason why we go in there and like, cause we don't want to do something we regret. We don't want to say something to you that's going to make you feel bad about yourself. We want to empower you to know how strong you are and how capable you are to take care of yourself. That when you feel these strong emotions or you don't like a boundary that we've kept, that you are incredibly powerful and strong and look at you, you got through it. You got through it. You didn't need mom and dad to threaten you or, or make you go to bed. Like you just had to move through that. And next time, You don't have to kick the door. You don't have to scream at us. Like, you can do other things. Here's the other things. But in that moment, I feel like that's a really good example of shame. And I think it hit me really hard because you, Terry, had a girl, like, a very special friend who had that happen to her when she was little. She was actually, she moved around a lot and she was, like, at a, I think it was at a school, right, where there was times when, like, someone put put her in the trash can as, like, a bully-type situation, And I think that probably, like, implanted some shame in her. And later in life, like, she lost her life to suicide. And I'll just never forget, like, that couldn't have helped. Like, shame is not helpful. We do not want our kids to ever feel like they're unworthy. So, like, the trash can incident to me is, like, oh, my gosh. It just, it, like, opened my eyes to, like, 
a lot of these kids that we have, you think that they're so like strong and spirited and I call them cactus kids because they're so strong, but inside they have very soft, tender hearts and, and we just don't want them ever to feel shameful about themselves because mistakes are just opportunities to learn. That's all they are. You don't need to feel like you're an awful human being and you need to be thrown away. Yeah. You know, I think this is a, um, important subject too, because as you bring up this specific situation, we were, you know, we were trying to apply things that we had learned in there. So we were, we were trying to calm ourselves down without doing something we'd regret and all these things. But I know we were still evolving in this. And I think she, the missing component here was she really needed to understand what we were doing on our side and what she could do on her own side. So I remember we ended up um, working with her in a calm time too, to like make a chart when I'm angry, when I'm angry, I can. Yeah. And so I think this was all of these tools used together. I think we kept evolving and evolving, but it was all so that we didn't have to shame this child. Right. That, that like remove all of that. Yeah. We just, we, we didn't want any of that going on. Um, so I think that that's important in wherever your journey is, whether you're just starting this, whether you've implemented some things and you're like, whoa, this is going, this is working, or we haven't tried that yet or whatever. Just remember this topic of shame is ask yourself in any of these situations is, am I, am I doing something that's making them feel unworthy of connection. And, and in this situation, we were not physically connected. We, w- we were on the other side of a door. So we were trying to calm ourselves down, but the intention was not to make her feel like she was disconnected from yeah. us. However, you know, you do, we do have to look at like how many years we spent like in the zone of like, what's wrong with you? Stop it. Stop yeah. being like that. Stop doing that. Oh, if you could just be different, right? And this was like, still, we were flipping it, right? Yeah. Like, and we've done so much work around that to like, I, I mostly, I, like, as far as like forgiving myself of like the things I did the first few years of her life that, you know, a lot of core beliefs are set in kids, you know, by the super, age of seven. Super good point. Cause yeah, yeah we had, we had already kind of, um, marked some things I think inside of her to, to plant that seed of, of of shame yeah. in her and we were we were still undoing some of that. And it's not like this is not to make to feel like the point of this you guys is not to go to this place of like oh I'm an awful parent like all like some of you may be going through your head like all the things you've done all the things you've said, right? This is this is simply just to bring awareness to it. I want this to be like a light for so many families to say, "Oh my gosh, this is motivational." Like there's, there are pain points that happen that motivate you to double down on learning and change, right? Creating positive change in your family. And for me, like that trash can moment was like, oh my gosh, like there's been a few moments where I've seen the exposure of shame, which is like, to me, like enemy work. And I do not want to be a facilitator of enemies work. Yeah. Like, I don't think God designs our lives to be like, hey, I want, I'm going to have you feel shameful about yourself. And that's going to like bring you closer to me. Like, no way. In my opinion, I believe that's enemy's work. So I don't, I don't want to like harness that power that the enemy is like created in my life at all. And what we're, what we're proposing today is that, you know, 
understanding that you can take a break from that. And that's so much of the conversation is, is teaching your kids. It's just mistakes. You don't, you're, you are worthy of connection. You are worthy of, um, you know, all the good things in life. You've just, you're just making mistakes. You're a toddler in a power surge stage of life and you want to feel powerful 24 <laughs> seven. Now that's not going to happen. So we've got to learn to share the power, you know, all that good stuff. So Okay, I think every I think that's a good definition, right? The difference. Yes. And la- last thing is, remember with guilt, there's a there's a saying I've heard a lot, and I, at first it made me uncomfortable, and now I've learned to love it. But it's like if you feel guilty, you're guilty. And at first I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, because sometimes you know how in society we'll say like, oh, I, I just feel guilty, like that whatever. Like I just feel guilty that I haven't called so-and-so like in a few weeks like our parents right now we're so busy that all the time I'm like I need to call my mom and dad and your mom and dad more like but I'll say to myself I just feel guilty and it's like an example of like yeah I'm guilty of not taking the time to call my parents I'm guilty like it's okay it just it's a motivator it's like acknowledge it it's a motivator it's designed as like something to give you a feeling that's like to bring you to action Right. Well, and this is, uh, I, I, cause I'm going to be thinking about this a lot now too, of this feeling of guilt being held up to, um, who you are and who you were designed to be, um, versus this condemnation. It's just this like, well, who you really are would talk to your parents and have a connection yes, with them and yeah. like, and, and, and do those things. So I think it's like, you can use it as a motivator and yeah. not as a, as much of a negative um, you know, it doesn't have to be negative. Exactly. Yeah. Which is what Brene Brown proves through right. her research. Right. It's like science back, like research. It's, I love, I love You're her heard work. heard so backed by science. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number two, um, that, uh, second step to help you really start viewing mistakes as opportunities to learn and living out this in your family life is identifying the opportunity every time there's a mistake. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, 3-2-1 countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being, air quotes, mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you can end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. 
I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. So every single time there's discomfort, your kids make a mistake, you make a mistake, there's an opportunity at hand. And the opportunity holds light and future change. And it's like an example I can give of this is, um, you know, our little guy got in trouble um, this last, I think it was second grade. He was talking during an assembly. What was, was it second grade? Was that last year? I think it was, it was last Dennis, year. Dennis, right? Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, fate, like, best teacher of all time. Both our kids had this teacher, and she was so incredible. But there came a time when Taryn started to, like, dabble in talking to, like, the boys started to, like, talk a lot, and they were being restless in class. I feel like it was towards the end of the school year when they were just, like, ready for summer. Yeah. But they were talking a lot. They were chatting. They, they were starting not to listen to the teacher as much. And he got a notes. Oh, I got an email. That's what it was. I've told this story in a different podcast. The podcast was, I believe, Makeups and Redos. Yes, because we told the story of how he wrote the note to Mrs. Dennis. He got up and did it on his own on a Saturday morning. Okay, back to the story. So he he had gotten, like, I had gotten an email saying, hey, I really need you to, like, sit down and talk to Taryn about this. This has, like, gotten a little out of control. They're talking a lot. They're not listening in a... In a um, Assembly. Assembly. He was like laughing and doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh goodness. So that Friday afternoon, I stopped what I was doing. I had him turn off his little show and we did a lot of learning. And um, in, in the midst of it, I realized what an incredible opportunity I had to teach this little boy the whole lesson of like, well, if your friend jumps off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge too? Like that's an actual really important lesson. Like, same with, like, skate pads at the park, right? Like, or a helmet at the park. Like, if you're skating with your your friends and, like, they're not wearing a helmet and pads, but you feel like you want to because you haven't, like, mastered that rail or, I don't know, whatever yet. Like, do what you want to do. Don't do it because other people are doing it. But it was, like, this beautiful moment where I got to be the one to teach him that. And I was able, because of this work and because of what we learned in the foundations course, I was able to do it in a way that I felt really proud of later. Like, we did makeups, we did redos, we did role plays, like, we did it all. And he never, you know, he he really didn't have an issue again. Every once in a while, we'll get like a, he's, you know, got to be a little bit more quiet. But really, in the grand scheme of things, he's he's doing well. He's doing great. Um, but in that moment, I thought, what an honor that I get to be the one to teach him that. And he was eight at the time. And I get to teach him that over and over again. So by the time he is a teenager, he's much less likely to get in a car with someone who's driving drunk. Well, and yeah, you guys create are creating a rapport early on that that's how we deal with things instead of just being like 
how could you do this? You embarrassed your, me. Your teacher is so kind. She doesn't deserve to deal with that. Right. That, oh my gosh, I can't believe you were the kid. Of right. all those kids, you were the kid that did that. Because yeah. that's that's how a lot of, you know, it goes down yeah. for a lot of people would be just to shame Shame the kid, because imagine if you were at the assembly too, and you saw it was your kid, right? That did the that. embarrassment, the so there would be this inclination to be like, I am just going to shame, shame, shame. You, and... I hear it so much. You embarrassed me, right? So then the mistake would just be this, like met with this, just let's You're... just make them feel bad, right? Which is the classic. And strategy. That, and then that will be the way they don't do it again. It's because they felt so bad right. that they won't want to do it again. Yeah. Versus the way you dealt with it was through a moment of connection and empathy that everybody makes mistakes. Let's talk about what was happening there. Right. Does that happen a lot? Does it, um, it what, what's something that you could do now in retrospect and then coach them through that? And then sure enough, how did it go? Because we, we had a conference, I feel like, not too long after that, or we at least followed up with the teacher. And she was like... Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Things have gotten so much better. There was also a greater connection, I think, between us and the teacher, too. Yes. Because yeah. we weren't taking this position of like, oh, don't worry, we held, we, we took care of it at home. <laughs> like, it's like... She was... Yeah, she yeah. was like, oh my gosh, what did, like, what, what did you do? It's like a different kid. Remember, she was like, yeah. oh my gosh, everything is so, everything's great now. And yeah, this is like, gosh, this is heavy for me talking about all this because here's an example too I'm going to give you um, is I I just, you know, I, I don't have the greatest memory from when I was a kid, but I do remember a lot. So I, Terry has like an epic, you remember everything. I don't. But so I'm going to tell the story and it's like, there may have been a moments like the, that I'm not remembering, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think there was. And my point of telling this story is, imagine if you were to grow up in a family that did that. So I just look at my own. So for example, when I was, I was a competitive springboard diver growing up, and we, my parents had gone out of their way to take me to a meet, we called it, a competition in, I think, North Carolina. So it was a big drive. We were staying at like a hotel, which at the time, like we were a very middle income family. Like I'm sure it was a big sacrifice and it was like so awesome that they did this. It was, I'm sure, a really great experience. I remember just being super excited to be there at the hotel with my friends. And I've always been a sleepwalker. (laughs) To this day, we have the best stories. That's another episode. Okay, so... I got up, I was probably 12 or 13 years old. I got up out of my bed that night and slept walked in a t-shirt and underwear into the elevator. And I remember pushing the button to like go like to my floor because I think what I thought was I had fallen asleep in a friend's room. So I woke up and was obviously sleepwalking, went into the elevator, kept pushing like three, but it wasn't... Because I was already there. And then I woke up and I was like, oh no, I'm sleepwalking. I'm in my underwear. And I had to like run back to the room and knock on the door because it's locks behind you. And my parents did not assume the integrity. They thought I had snuck out and they really shamed me. They were like, how dare you? Like, how dare you do this? And they would not believe me. I was like, no, 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 I'm just sleepwalking. Like I was not, I did not sneak out of my room in my underwear to going out with people. Like, But I remember, like, it was just full of shame, and it was like, how dare you, like, go to bed, or like, whatever. That's all I remember. I do not remember a conversation of like, 
hey, it, let's say that they never believed me, but they wanted to teach me that there was an opportunity to teach. They're like, hey, if you are tempted to go sneak out of your room, like here's how you deal with it. And here's why you don't want to do that because it is dangerous. And there's like creepy people in hotels at 2 a.m. Like if they were going to, if they, even if it was true that I snuck out, if they would have sat down and had a conversation with me the next day, I swear that would have been an imprint on my brain that I would have remembered for my entire life. Because when I was a teenager, I got in a lot of cars with drunk drivers. There was, I would say my ability to not jump off the bridge when my friends were jumping off the bridge was not well established when I was a teenager. Would you agree? Yeah, well, and it sounds like... Because we were teenagers together. We've been (laughs) friends since I was 12, 11. You were 11, I was 13 when we met. Um, And yeah, so it sounds like whether... So in this situation you know, your mistake was debatable because you were sleepwalking, but it sounds like no matter what situation it, it would have been, whether you had a really done it, not done it, right. whatever, they would have approached you in the same way with shame. Right. And shame I'm saying, and then, and then not a moment of coaching. You there was through. no teaching. Yeah, there was like, no teaching. Yeah. So the opportunity would have been, Hey, I'm going to teach my kid why you, if someone invites you to sneak out in the middle of the night when you're 12 or 13 years old, why you want to resist that and listen to your own heart that that's the danger there is, is scary. And it is, it is really dangerous. Like there was no teaching on the other side of that. So my only memory is that my parents didn't trust me. They made me feel like an awful human being. No one understood or even cared that I was asleep. I had like a sleepwalking tendency, which was scary. Yeah. Like, so there was just this like lack of belonging. There was like, just like, I just, just the feeling I get right now is just, it was like annoying. Yeah. It was like, so again, they did my, like our, our parents did the best that they could with what they had at the time. But I'm just proposing this thought of like, can you imagine how incredible it would have been when you made mistakes as a kid, if your parents would have sit down with you the next day and said, Hey, I just want you to know, you don't need to feel like you're a bad human being for what you did yesterday. And I'm going to hold you to a high standard because you were designed to be kind and respectful and loving. And you, I just need to coach you on how to make a different decision next time. And what did you learn from this? This is what we, what you learned. And this is, this is what the lesson I want to teach you. Um, it's a really important lesson that I want to really help you understand. So by the time you are a teenager, um, you'll understand it with deep capacity, like right. a deep understanding. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, 
respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. Okay. So that's our second point. So identifying the opportunity. And this will take creativity sometimes, you guys. You're, you're going to have to step back and say, this is messy, but what what do I have the opportunity of teaching my kid right now? And we always joke that, you know, be a, be a teacher when you need to, like, discipline your kids, when there needs to be a lesson taught for it, so to speak. Don't be a parent. <laughs> because we always joke, if teachers did, like, half the stuff that we do in our homes behind closed doors, they'd be... Fired. Fired. <laughs> like, it's so much of what we do, we make excuses for it, but it's not effective teaching. So be a teacher when you need to teach important life lessons and identify what the lesson needs to be and what it, and just really remember that it's an honor. Like, we were blessed with our little human beings to teach. And so we can either step into that role with integrity or we can approach it in a much different way. Okay, so number three is decide upon a teaching strategy. So this is, you know, we here at Fresh Start Family, we've been doing so much work over the last month to introduce a lot of new families to compassionate discipline, what that looks like in comparison to traditional punishment. So we did a few different webinars. We helped thousands and thousands of families really understand and get exposed to what the possibilities are when you expand your discipline toolkit instead of relying on the classic four, which is fear, force, and then usually bribery and rewards comes along with that to influence kids. So instead, you know, once once you step into learning there, then you get to decide like, hey, how am I going to teach in this opportunity? How am I going to take this challenge, take this mistake, and use it as an opportunity to learn? And that will take stepping to the side and doing it once the kids are asleep or, you know, on a Sunday morning as you're sitting in the backyard having coffee with your husband and, you know, it's like, or your spouse just saying, hey, this happened yesterday and I really do want to make sure we teach our kids how to do it differently next time. So, and we actually have a a printable in the beginning of the the foundations course, along with the whole module for the foundations course on how you do this. But it's a planning guide where you actually sit down and you put some creative and and critical thinking into this process because it 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 takes time. Like you you have to like sit back and say, how am I going to design an effective teaching strategy here that teaches responsibility that's related to the mistake. That is reasonable and that's respectful. That's what we call the four R's that we teach inside of the foundations course. 
But that's where you get to really design something effective for your family. It doesn't just happen like, like, uh, like fear and force getting thrown down everywhere. It's like that will lead to this overall feeling of like, yeah, you need to feel bad about what you did because you're going to get hurt or somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. I, I just think of like, this is, this is a, a lifestyle, guys. There's no like one thing here that's going to solve everything or that's just going to make everything go away. Because when I start thinking about all the things that we've implemented in the home and so much of this, you know, you can, you can get tools through Fresh Start Families Foundation course and then support through the Bonfire membership community. But I think about in our own home, the things that really were game changers were creating I am statements so that everybody knew who they were and who uh, that integrity that they hold within themselves. So that when mistakes happen or some feeling of guilt came in, you understood why. Because you're like, because I am like I think about Taryn's um, I am statement that's hanging up right now, you know. He is kind, he's funny, he's athletic, you know, all the things that he says about himself. Artistic, yeah. So it's like, that was one. And then also being um, open to these, um, having a family meeting and really just airing things out there. Yeah. Um, Because these are ways to where like you can create forums to teach in a positive way versus just the only things your kids, you know, hear and feel is just punishment from mistakes. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're, you're not leading them towards the light. All you're doing is just burning them with the fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which trust us, we've been there. Remember, we spent like oh, years but, doing that. I, I, yeah. I <laughs> we remember. have story upon story upon how we did not well, use mistakes as opportunities to learn. Which Stella and, was zero to three. And thank you, God, because I remember where we were at when we discovered this work. Um, we were so up against the wall. I had bought the hot sauce. Yes, yes, I had the bought sassy the, sauce. I had yeah. bought the hot sauce to burn Stella's mouth yes, with. Yes, yeah. That's where we were at. That it, was, and just to be clear, that was a that was an intention to create pain, so she would stop talking disrespectfully to us. And someone had told us about it, and we were like, "That sounds like a great idea." That sounds great. And you put hot sauce on their tongue, and we kept the hot sauce in the, the door for like a year. Oh, we kept it Maybe there, and more. the reason why we never used it was because. We got into the classes. Oh, we started doing God. it a different way. But can you imagine, like, if if we hadn't, we, I, I don't well, know. Well, there's what... probably a lot of listeners who have. And that, yeah. you guys, It's again, no judgment, but that's he, where we were at. Yeah, and here's that's an where... opportunity. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh, yeah, I've done that. I've done something about I spank. Just take this as an invitation. Like, do not feel shameful about that. Just, you're aware. You're, what, whatever your heart is telling you right now. Just listen. It's opening. It's like there's possibilities. There's there's this beautiful education awaiting you out there on ways you can do it differently. And so do not leave this episode feeling shameful about what you're doing. If you feel guilty, move to action. Yeah. It's beautiful. Let the guilt move you to action. And there's like this future that awaits you that is filled with connection and, and integrity and like guiding your kids towards the light instead of rubbing their face in the darkness. <laughs> it's like a dog, right? Like yeah. that, be, that was like a strategy we used growing up. Like if a, if a dog peed on the carpet, you would literally rub its face in the pee. Yeah. Did you ever do oh, that? Yeah. You did with Casey? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I well, don't remember. It's, it was I like think everybody strategy. knows that strategy, though. Because, but that's a very good analogy oh. to like what a lot of parents like. Yeah, that, that, and that's the their thing, yeah. and that's their toolkit. But as with yeah. all of these strategies, no matter what episode you're listening to, no matter where you're at in this journey with positive parenting, 
All of this is just to give you more tools in your toolkit so that you don't have to resort to, well, that's all I got. Yeah, that's yeah. all I got. All I got yeah. is the, the, the face and the mistake rub. Right, right. And <laughs> a lifetime all, of yes, yeah, shame. That will not create the connection that you want over time. So please, please just step forward. No matter, yeah, yeah. No matter where yesterday was, no matter what you've done. Um, I was just saying, we, you know, yeah. we had the hot sauce in the fridge. We, yeah, and we, we did lots of stuff, you guys. So don't remember, here at First Door Family, we're never pretending to be like the perfect family. I mean, we spent years doing it in a way that was much different, and that's what we want you guys to know. So, um, again, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening and you're like, gosh, this is really interesting, I want to learn more, just, um, you know, get yourself, get yourself, step into learning. There's so many opportunities to step into learning, whether it's through um, the power struggles class that I teach uh, that you can, you know, get your hands on over on the show notes page. If whether it's, you know, just reading a book, getting the redirecting children's behavior, requesting that from the library, getting yourself into the foundations course is, of course, our number one recommendation place to start. But um, it's just so empowering when you when you realize that there are different ways and that those ways feel really good and and work really, really well. So thanks so much for listening, guys. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.